every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to fall the ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Qantas Wallabies, one team, 2011, live across Australia. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires. Yes, hello and welcome to The Ruck. Very special edition. Here we are. It is game day, ladies and gentlemen. And given last night in the semi-final, France 9 beat Wales 8. Today, Australia take on the All Blacks. The Wallabies and the All Blacks at 7 o'clock tonight, uh, our time. That is... Rugby World Cup 2011, it's the final, uh, because whoever wins that will thump France next week. I am joined, as ever, by Tim Horan and Matt Bur- Burke, who have somehow, surprisingly, while I sit in a studio uh, in Australia, have managed both to be in Auckland for today's game. Uh, welcome, men. Thanks, Tony. It's not much fun over here, is it, Birkin? No, but it's just, I mean, we're sitting in this studio, there's just nothing, there's no atmosphere in this place at the moment. <laughs> we're looking forward <laughs> tonight to yeah. kick off. So, you, what are you, you know, you're kind of... It's a late start, but has it been an early start for the uh, the fans of the game? What have they been up to this morning? Well, well it's funny, Tony. I actually uh, walk into the studio this morning. Mm. I walked past a cafe, and there was about seven All Black supporters in their black jersey and their black Adidas tracksuit pants, ready to go for the game at 9 o'clock tonight here in Auckland. Yeah. And they're already having their uh, stubbies. So, <laughs> <laughs> having a few beers at breakfast, Just ready with, to go. With, with the cornflakes. Yeah. Well, won't they be noisy come 9 o'clock this evening, that group? Oh, <clears throat> they weren't the actual All Blacks, were they? No, no. Well, <laughs> I, I hope they were, actually. But there are, there's a lot of nervous fans over here, though, Tony, because obviously what France did last night to uh, the Welsh. But it'll be a, a massive build-up to this match today in, in, uh, in Auckland. It's, um, you can The anticipation for this match, and this is the World Cup final. Yeah. Well, it, 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 there's a confidence, though, Timmy, like, amongst the people. But I think if you just got a little sponge and washed it down a little bit, there's just this brittleness underneath. So mm. uh, they're, they're definitely worried about the Aussie boys um, and turning up tonight. So you know, we, we've got to, as in the Wallabies, have got to do something similar to what they do in Brisbane the other week, just literally stand and deliver and say, yep. hey, this is it. Berkey, it could just but, be the distance between you and I right now, but it sounds like to me you've left part of your voice in a bar somewhere. Uh, <laughs> what's happened? No, no, it's, uh, it's, it was all about, I mean, I think I roared as much as everyone when the red card came out last night. So mm-hmm. I was just, I mean, it, I think it ruined the game last night for that there, but yeah, there were a few um, little sneaky beverages on the way. All right, we're going to get to that game next. We've got a great show for you. Sean Fitzpatrick, a legendary all-black skipper and a hooker, one of the greats of the game, will join us and tell us exactly how he's feeling on this nervous day for all-blacks. Nick Farr-Jones, who, of course, has held that beautiful trophy aloft as captain for the Wallabies, he'll also join us. And we are going to get to that game from uh, last night with the send-off. Uh, the Welsh. Oh, look, I do love the Welsh. Uh, I love their national anthem. And last week, of course, we talked about Tom Jones. The names of the Welsh players really intrigues me. Are there not enough names to go around in Wales? Can I just, can I just go through the list? Just half of the Welsh team from last night. I'm just reading them out. Davies, Williams, Jones, Jones, Burns, James, Davies, Jones, Williams, Jones, Williams. What about the commentary, though? How, how, how do you differentiate yeah, the commentary exactly. on the way through? But what, about, what, what about the number eight, the great Welsh name, uh, Felletow? Yeah, well, that's right. He, he, is the odd, he is the odd man out. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. France 9 beat Wales 8 last night in what was a controversial win for the French 
uh, with the send-off of Sam Warburton, the Welsh skipper. Before I get your uh, opinion on it, uh, Matt Burke and Tim Horan in Auckland, uh, just play you the uh, Kiwi-born coach, Warren Gatland, for the Welsh. He was not too happy, as you would expect. This is what he had to say immediately after the game. I just feel gutted. I'm a, he's not a dirty player. He's such a great player. Why spoil a World Cup semi-final by giving a red card? I think he's absolutely gutted about it. Why spoil a World Cup semi-final? What was your take on it? Oh, yeah, I, I think the referee fainted. I, I think he, uh, you know, the crowd went up, 60, 60 odd thousand people. You hear the, you hear the voice go, and, the, and, the, and everybody went up in unison. He then, uh, by the time we were debating it to, to the guys we were sitting next to, mm. all of a sudden he's sitting on the sideline. We thought, oh, okay, he's got the he's got the yellow card, and then they put the picture on it was red, yep. and the whole place just just erupted and said. You've just, as, as Gatlin said then, you've ruined the opportunity for, for a fair contest. And as he said, I don't think he's a, he's not a dirty player, so to speak. No. I thought it was a great hit. Yeah. And the bloke, the, the French guy sort of, he, he, he looked for the ground as well. So it made it worse than what it was. Yeah, I mean, Sam Warburton is the captain of the Welsh team, obviously. And Alain Roland, the referee, uh, he virtually went straight to his pocket. I, I reckon he just rushed and he panicked because he didn't even bother to call in his assistant referees, no. the touch judges, to come in and say, listen, what did you think? What did you see? Uh, I mean, yellow card, yes. It, it was a dangerous tackle. Uh, it was a winger, a smaller guy, and Warburton's quite a tall guy. But, gee, I tell you what, he walked off the field and you thought, as you said, Burke, you know, Warburton looked back to Alan Rolland and looked at the red card and said, sorry, sir, I think you pulled the wrong one out. Yeah. And he said, off, <laughs> off you go. So, See, that's what you would have said. You would have tried to bluff the bloke at the yeah, same yeah. time. <laughs> short, short, red, you colourblind, mate? No, you're right. Oh, it's, it's a big, it's a massive loss. I, I reckon it's, it's nearly spoiled the World Cup. I yeah, mean, it's uh, because... It wouldn't have mattered who won the game, but it spoiled the spectacle in the game of people around the world. There, there was 65,000 people in the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff in Wales. Yeah. Uh, they'd given away all free tickets, and it was just a sea of red people there. Mm. And they, it's sort of, It was quite a disappointing game. But uh, the, image, that, the image at that stadium of that 60,000 people, Timmy, on the telly when they had yeah. seen that it was a red card, oh. I've never seen a more distraught bunch of people. It was terrible. And, and this, this is on the back of, of course, of the big bloke, the big bearded man, Adam Jones. He, of course, went off, went off with a calf strain, so their forwards were just decimated. Well, you know, where we, were, where we were sitting, people started to sort of walk inside the, I suppose, that hospitality part and just sit and have a chat. You know, but they weren't really interested in the game. They, they sort of had a, a peep about it. I mean, Wales, they did well. They, they lost their direction, but they, they were still in it, weren't they, to the very end. Yeah. And then... When, when Phillips scored that try, we thought, maybe, just maybe. Yeah. And the conversion, I mean, you've got to kick your goals. It, it's such a shame for Wales. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about France in a minute because they were very successful. But it's such a shame for Wales because the expansive game they played throughout the pool stage mm. in, the, in the Rugby World Cup, they played wide and they played direct. And, and Warren Gatlin is a wonderful coach. Then to come in and actually play the way they did w- w- was a shame because they, were, they stood so deep in attack. They really missed their fly half, Reese Prislin. And they just didn't get any continuity. On the other side, um, France, they just know how to play on the big stage. That was their sixth Rugby World Cup semi-final yeah. and their fifth in a row. So now, uh, you know, in uh, seven days' time, they were playing in their third Rugby World Cup final. So amazing effort from those guys. It's hard to work out how seriously you take them, though, the French, because even before the game last night, they were going around the crowd and there was a French supporter with a rooster on his head. It's hard to look to take somebody seriously who has a rooster on their head. I don't know they, how... They, they, give, they give a nickname for those guys. Do they? There was one bloke dressed up in a full cockerel outfit. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's, 
skin tight, the, the, the feathers, the whole deal. It was like sort of a bit of chicken, chicken little tight <laughs> the way through. Fantastic. But do they have another level now? I mean, as we said before, today seems to be the World Cup final. But can the French, they've been up and down, they lost two pool games, still managed to get through to the next round. They've, they've now made it to the final. Can they do something extraordinary next week? Because that's what it would take to beat either the Wallabies or the All Blacks. You know, there's still a chance. I mean, a two-horse race, they, they will, um, next Sunday night, they, they will put out a, a pretty good effort, depending on, you know, tactics, what they'll do against uh, Australia or New Zealand. But, you know, we didn't think they'd beat England. Uh, that, was a, that was a very good performance. Last night, they just grafted away a win without doing too much. You've got you to score tries, though, to win a, yeah. a World Cup final. But your biggest matches are your quarterfinal, semifinal. Everyone can get up for the final. Well, I, th- I think the, the, the relief that was showed last night um, for, by the French team, it was more for the fact that we've got a chance now. We've got a chance at winning the final. And, and you could see how distraught Wales were at the very end there. You know, the guys are on the haunches. They, they, were, they were crying because they know they had a shot. Um, Scott Quinnell was, was there last night, the, you know, the great number, I suppose, number five, six, who he, he was a, for, for, um, for Wales. And, you know, big man. He was on the point of crying last night yep. you know, because it, was, it meant so much for them, I think, on the way through. And, and the resurgence of Wales has been fantastic. But, Tony, it was interesting to see that uh, after the game, the yeah. French... And in, you look, everyone remembers the 99 World Cup semi-final when they beat the All Blacks in Twickenham. And they did three laps of honour. They had kids on their shoulders. <laughs> they were dancing and cheering. Yep. Last night, Dussetour, the captain of the French team, brought his side in straight away. He got in a circle. Mm. And you could see him saying, he was saying, there's one more, one more to go. So yeah. keep your feet on the ground. Mm. So that was quite interesting. One more week with our coach with a porn star moustache. <laughs> and that's all <laughs> so we've got only, to have. Yeah. <laughs> only three bottles of red tonight and <laughs> yeah, two packs of cigarettes. Oh, <laughs> exactly right. It's interesting the different interpretation of size, isn't it, in terms of how big a bloke is. Let's just listen to this commentary from last night. Notice that the Welsh pack is much heavier than France in the front row, Kernsey, who is uh, only 105 kgs, but 103 in mass, 110. Yeah, they're only little blokes. <laughs> they're only little blokes, all of them over a ton. <laughs> I mean, boy, boy, I mean, in contrast, though, you, yeah. you got um, Roberts last night is about 100. 108 kilos. In the centres. In the yeah. centres. And Davis is about 110. Yeah. And Davis is 110. So, in a way, you get to look and say, hey, do you want to swap for a little while? I, I don't <laughs> think I want to put my head there, but I'm as big as you, so watch out. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. Tony Squires, Tim Horn and Matt Burke. Uh, the boys are in Auckland in preparation for tonight's huge semi-final, which really does, I think... Uh, give us the winner of Rugby World Cup. They will have to play, go through the obviously the formalities of beating France next week. Uh, the, <laughs> one of the people who it won't be there today for the Wallabies, and there's a fair bit of angst around, uh, certainly in Australia, about it, is Nathan Sharp. Now, he's played 99 tests, the 100th uh, just looms. Will he get the opportunity if they get rolled today? Will he get it somewhere else? Might, you know, some game in Europe, perhaps. Uh, what did you think? Robbie Deans obviously says there's no place for sentiment in a time like the World Cup, and that would be true. Simmons is on the bench right rather than Nathan Sharp. What did you make of that, Berkey? I don't know how... I mean, I thought it would be a fantastic achievement for someone like him to play 100 test matches. And as I've seen guys in the past, like George Smith, in that, in that position, in that combative role, you know, it, it's, it's quite an amazing feat. I understand how you've got to piss, pick the best team, if that's the, if that's the case. But how do you get dropped 
off the bench. I, I just don't understand that. So he hasn't done anything wrong on the way through. But does that come down to, Timmy, then the way they're going to play the game, the style they're going to play the game, that they're going to choose Rob Simmons? Yeah, that's right. I think, uh, and for all the listeners who don't know, Nathan Sharp sits on 99 test matches at the moment. So he will play 100 test matches. I haven't got a huge problem with it. I mean, uh, Rob Simmons is a younger player who, if the game is played a quite an open style of game, he'll come on in the second half and probably replace Dan Vickerman, you'd think. Um, they rate him as probably a better scrummager than Nathan Sharp. So when Vickerman goes off, who calls the lineouts then? Does does Rob Simmons come and call the lineouts? I don't. I, surely in a game like this where you, you, you need experience, you need yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, a bit of now, a bit of experience at the same time. It yeah, just you to do be smart. Yeah, I think. That. I mean, Nathan Sharp, he will play a hundred Test matches, whether he plays. You know, either in the final next week or in the third, fourth playoff. There's another Test match in Wales in December as well. So, and he is playing rugby next year. Whether he actually plays Test matches next year, I haven't got a huge problem with it. Rob Simmons, young player, but he, he was found out a little bit. Rob Simmons uh, against Samoa. Yeah. Um, so it's a big call from Robbie Deans. Physicality coming through, yep. and, and exactly right. Just about being smart. I think that's probably the biggest way they need to go forward tonight. Being able to control the pace and tempo of the game. You mentioned before, Timmy, just be, uh, about the, the centres about how they just up the ante. And yep. It's like, a, in a way, playing these guys, it's like a, a heart rate ticker. It, all of a sudden, it just it spikes top and down, and that's when you know they're just up the ante of the game. Well, both, both sides last week probably had poor quarterfinals. I mean, Australia defensively are outstanding against the Springboks, but attacking-wise, poor. Uh, the All Blacks stumbled against Argentina, mm. and they really just got across the line the last 10 minutes. So, But they'll, they'll certainly lift on tonight another two or three levels, because they're wonderful teams. And I mean, Maha Nonu and Conrad and Smith in the centres are... Other danger men, I think, for, mm. for the Wallabies in the All Blacks team. What about what about the guy? What about the clouds from up above? Are they a danger? I mean, we saw last yes. night, yesterday. Yes. What yeah. are yesterday, the conditions boys, like there? Well, it, it's fantastic at the moment, and you know, to the point where you got burnt yesterday. No yeah. ozone layer down this neck of the woods. <laughs> oh, of course. And then all of a sudden, we got. Hang on, we got. Where, where did we get burnt, though, Berkey? Uh, Shoulders. I'm about the eighth, between, the eighth, the eighth hole. Doing our best. But they say, they say, and it's a beautiful day actually this morning here, Tony, um, in Auckland. Lovely day. But they say in Auckland, if you uh, if you don't like the weather, just hang around another five minutes. <laughs> so it, was, it it changes. The wind will come in, then it rains. But hopefully. Uh, Australia have struggled to play wet weather football, that, and that's the big concern. That's yeah. the one. All right, now we are later in the program. We are going to preview this game in detail. I just want to put a thought in your head, as in, because we've got a couple of great number sevens. The game last week the spring against the Springboks, David Pocock, one of the best performances you've ever seen? Oh, yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, for, for, a, for a side that, I mean, if David Pocock was not out in that field, Australia would have lost the game. He had about five or six really crucial steals in that game that, Virtually turned the game for Australia. They couldn't get their hands on the ball. When they did get their hands on the ball, they kicked it away, though. So uh, his matchup with Richie McCaw tonight will be just massive. Isn't it great, though, the influence that he had on the the game and and his ability to steal the ball, retain the ball, and all of a sudden say, oh, he must be cheating because he's doing so well. exactly right. Well done. Welcome to uh, Richie McCaw's world. (laughs) Berkey, just away from the football for a moment. Now, you've arrived this week uh, into Auckland. How are you getting yourself around? What's happening? Uh, well, I'm just sort of out of the city a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, it's taxis here and there. And yeah. when you jump inside a taxi in New Zealand, it's like winning the, uh, what would you say? It's like being at the poker machine and having a win. The, the dial just goes over that quick. Really? I'm bleeding. You actually tell them to go through stoplights. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I said to a bloke last night, don't go, mate. Red light, go, keep go, go, keep go. going. But, uh, you can uh, sit at a stoplight and it turns over about $5 New Zealand, which is about uh, what's 25 cents. So maybe I'm not going too bad. Yeah, stop whinging, will you? Plenty to come on the <laughs> right, we'll get to Nick Farr Jones, the former Wallaby captain, still trying to get Sean Fitzpatrick as well, who may have gone into hiding, given that's what the oh. New Zealanders tend to do come semi final of the World Cup. 
See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. Here we are on the day when the Wallabies take on the All Blacks and a day when I am incredibly proud to welcome to the show a man who has held that beautiful trophy aloft. One of the great captains, one of the great halfbacks for the Wallabies. His name is Nick Farr-Jones. Nick, thanks so much for being part of the Ruck. Pleasure, Tony. Nice to talk to you, mate. And uh, where are you as we speak? Sitting on a cruise liner on Auckland Harbour, mate. There's three of them here. So there's about 5,000 Aussies down around the viaduct of Auckland. And the place is a buzz. It's a great day. Um, so everything's set for 9 o'clock tonight. I've asked that question a lot of times. That's probably the best answer I've got, sitting on a cruise in Auckland Harbour. Uh, I haven't got my first beer yet, Tony, but that won't be too far away. Yeah, well, uh, Timmy Horan says he's seen quite a few blokes in All Blacks jerseys who already have. Your mates are with me as as well. How are you feeling about today? I mean, it is one of those traditional, for the All Blacks, it's a tough thing to get past the semi-final in a World Cup. For the Wallabies, it's a crucial, crucial game. What's the vibe for you? Yeah, look, I think it's going to be a wonderful game. There's those elements of history. You know, people over here, particularly the New Zealanders and, and the, the journalists, they're talking about the 25-year you know, void of winning at Eden Park. I think the boys will dismiss that. I think they'll think more importantly, I mean, Timmy's online and I think Matt might be there, but Tim will remember how important it was in 1990 when we beat the All Blacks in Wellington and then went on to beat them convincingly in Sydney and later in what, 91 going to win the World Cup. I think our boys' victory in Hong Kong last year and then in Brisbane will really give them a belief they can do the job. But the job, you know, it's rugby. It's got to be done right across the field. It starts in the front row. The, the breakdown is critical. Our line-out's got to be better, and then we've just got to use ball better. So it's a huge game. I think we're going to have to be right on the top of our game. I think New Zealand, particularly in the pack, will be tough to beat. But, you know, it's tournament rugby, as we saw last night with the French somehow getting over the Welsh, or we know how they got over them because of the referee. Yes. But, but it is tournament knockout rugby, and, and mistakes can be made, and, and one error of judgment can cost a team. And Nick, Tim here, mate. Um, I'm sure I'll see you around the viaduct in the next 24 hours after a Wallaby win. But what, what's your thought on, obviously, Quade Cooper's performance last week wasn't a, a great one by him. I heard an interview, interview this week saying he, he now understands the difference between super rugby and test rugby and how you've got to play the game. But... He's crucial tonight, isn't he, for the Wallabies? There's no doubt, Tim. You know, one we know is, is sort of inside backs that you've got to be given time and space. And, and Quaid is a guy who needs time and space. So that's why I'm saying it's got to start up front. We've got to be able to match that all-black pack. Um, we've got to be able to launch the, the best scavenger in the game in David Pocock. He's going to rely very much on Will Genia, the best scrum half in the world, giving him good ball. And, and I keep on thinking, I mean, I'm a fan of Pat McCabe, Tim. I, I hope he turns out to be a player like you, but that'll be some years down the track, maybe. Um, but I just, my, my antenna vibrate nervously, mate, about not having Beric Barnes. And I think Barnes could give Cooper options. He could, he could, you know, do things alongside Cooper that I think would give him the confidence and comfort. But there's no doubt, as you say, he's the X factor. If he plays well, there's no doubt we can win. If he plays poorly again, as we saw last weekend against the South Africans, as we saw... Ten weeks ago here at Eden Park when his game really imploded, then, you know, we're coming home. Far Berkey, are you talking about uh, Pat McCabe's uh, uh, emulating Timmy's passing style or running or or the haircut that doesn't move after 80 minutes? <laughs> all of the above, mate. And I'll tell you one way above. to go. Timmy played for about 15 years, but we know he got rookie of the year, but he's up against Martin Nonu, and I suspect Robbie, you know, just sees the, the, the physical strength and brutality of Nonu. But I think we'll see Barnes pretty early in the second half, lads. Uh, mate, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Matt Wilgenia, um, Nick, and 
he has to control the game, I suppose, from his side. He has to be able to marshal the forwards, marshal the troops, and then give the time and space, I think, to the, to the guys outside. So has he been, has he been a, a, the biggest influence so far in this World Cup for you? Well, he probably hasn't been, but, you know, tonight's the, the night to step up. You know, last week he was terrific in defence. You know, we won the game by our defence. We all know that. We've, we've got to get at least 45 50% of possession, I think, to have a chance tonight. But, Evgeny is a crucial player. Guys, remember, you know, I think it was a little over a month ago that he was the guy that turned the Brisbane match, both in that first half and then, you know, when the All Blacks came back and, and drew equal in that second half, that wonderful break that he made. So... The sniping will be critical, and, and Berkey, I think he'll get a few opportunities, a few gaps in close, because the back row of New Zealand, I think they'll be really conscious about helping out Cruden, um, both in offence and defence. And if they do that, if they're in his pocket, I think Guinea is going to get a couple of holes uh, to be able to snipe inside, and I really think he's a key player tonight. He's got to get the go forward for the boys. If he plays well like Cooper, then there's no doubt we can knock these guys over. Nick, I ask this of you and of the boys. Is it one hoodoo versus another hoodoo tonight? There's the Eden Park hoodoo for the Wallabies, but there's also the Rugby World Cup semi-final hoodoo for the All Blacks, isn't there? There's two things that, you know, there's back, huge mountains both teams have to climb. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll jump in first very quickly. Um, I think for them that, that um, you know, the nemesis, the fact that we've knocked them over in two semi-finals, that... You know, they have been the best rugby team in the world sort of maybe a year or two before World Cups. You've got four million people desperate for them to win. So that, that puts pressure on them to be what we might call scoreboard focused, desperate to win. All the New Zealanders probably have to do, get the process right, minimise the errors, execute well like they know they can, and the scoreboard will look after itself. But, Tony, there's a hell of a lot of pressure on these guys because yeah. here in New Zealand, here in Auckland, there's millions of people just desperate for them to win. And, Tony, I reckon it'd be interesting and far. Um, Daniel Carter went back and had his groin operation in Melbourne, apparently, this week. Uh, I'd say he's probably still in hospital there. Ma- imagine him feeling like being in Australia watching this game tonight because uh, such, a, such a shame that he's not in this competition. Just a quick one. Did the, did the doc do a dodgy job at the same time just to, just to help out boys for the next couple of years? <laughs> I'm yeah, Dr. No, Eddie Jones. <laughs> He's a huge loss, there's no doubt about that. I think, and I said beforehand, along with Guinea, without doubt the most valuable player. So, big job for young Aaron Cruden. I was talking to uh, Grant Fox, and Foxy mentored him in Murray Megstead's coaching academy a couple of years ago, and he thinks he's got all the makings of someone who's tough and good decision-maker, but I tell you what, he's going to have to have those qualities tonight when the Bunsen burner gets turned up. Yeah. All right, well, Nick Farjones, always wonderful to speak to you. We'll let you go off and enjoy the captain's table Good for lunch you, there. Nice to talk to Berkey and Tim. <laughs> Cheers, boys. See you later. See you, mate. There he goes, Good Nick Farjones, former Wallaby captain. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. Question without notice to Tim Horan and Matt Burke. I was listening yesterday uh, before the coverage of the Welsh-French game, uh, and I can't recall who it was, but it was one of the players saying that he had trouble sleeping the night before. Did you, before big games, how did you, Kip? Did you, were you nervous kind of guys? Were you, was it sleepless? Uh, it's a difficult game for in, in New Zealand because they have to wait up till 9 o'clock. I reckon the problem is, like, we, we were in our early years playing afternoon games at 3 o'clock. Yeah. So you get up, you have some brunch and you have a walk in the park and all of a sudden you're on the bus to go to the game. Yep. 3 o'clock test matches were fantastic to be part of. Then it went to about sort of 7 o'clock, then 7.30, now about 8 o'clock. Um, the, the, the quarterfinals started at 6.30 and 8.30. Mm-hmm. And the semifinals are starting at 9 p.m. here in New Zealand. So I know Curtly Beal's out, which is a huge loss for the Wallabies. I think probably as big a loss as Dan Carter. Wow. But the person I'm worried about is James O'Connor mm-hmm. because 
he's very young, and at nine o'clock, <laughs> that's, that's bedtime. Like, <laughs> I reckon he's only going to last till half time. <laughs> Has he has he put the order in for warm milk and cookies yeah. at half time? Perhaps at the same. Oh, no little Justin Bieber, come on, the little fella. Uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> he may well go to sleep at half time. Uh, he will be. Is an important factor though, isn't he? That goal kicking, uh, that as we saw last night, goal kicking crucial in this kind of level of footy. Oh, it is. I mean, Perry Weepu will kick for the All Blacks and kick superbly last week. Only missed, I think, got six from seven. Um, and James O'Connor has to get his kicks early to put some pressure on the All Blacks. But I tell you what, if the All Blacks lose, I mean, Christmas Island want to open up because man, there's going to be that many, <laughs> there's going to be that many Kiwis in New Zealand or All Blacks that will have to get out of this country. Just want to go. I think they'll just close up the country completely. I reckon they should cancel the final. Eh? That's what they should do if they get beaten. They have to, just say, yeah. sorry, it's it's all it's all off. It's we off. Are, we're <laughs> going to look at this game in some detail uh, still to come on the Rock. It's your Sunday rugby show. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. Ex Queensland Reds, ex Wallabies, Tim Hall. Ex Waratahs captain, Australia's most capped fullback ever. Matthew Burke. Matt Burke. It's got to be a try. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. What's wrong with Stockton fifth grade's Tony Squires? That's just rubbish. <laughs> That's rubbish. All year that bloke's been saying rubbish. <clears throat> Hello, it's Tony Squires here. Timmy and Matt, of course, are in Auckland for the World Cup semi-final, the All Blacks and the Wallabies this, tonight. Uh, before I get there, Timmy, look, a lot of people don't know that the uh, the great musician who's played regularly here, Mr. Pete Murray, was a very, very good rugby player. Um, he was. Yeah. He's a Queenslander, fellow Queenslander, yeah. Uh, yeah, and one of the reasons why he, he picked up the guitar, because he injured his knee quite uh, badly as a young fellow, and he said, oh, I'll do something else. Mm. Well, he, he uh, was in these studios during the week, and uh, he mentioned your name in passing. I, I'd just like to play it to you, Timmy. The other thing I remember about Tim Horan is when um, we played a sevens tournament, uh, um, Brothers and Souths and I was, remember, diving over for a try, and uh, this is his first year out of school, I think it was. Tim had just played his first test not long before that against the French Tim and Jace, and um, might have been Tim's second test. Anyway, he was on fire, and uh, I dived over for this try, and Tim slid in underneath me and flipped me over on my back, and I couldn't move. This bastard just, you know, <laughs> was so strong, and I was trying to get, I was about an inch away from putting the ball down over the line to score the try. Yeah, yeah. Just, he just popped me straight back up again. That is pure strength. So, Tim, you're a bastard. There you go. <laughs> That's biggie up oh, from thanks Pete very Murray. Much, Pete. That's a biggie yeah. up, isn't it? Well, I, actually, well, I played with Pete Murray in uh, sort of the Queensland sort of schoolboys team. We uh, we had a couple of great games together. He's a lo- lovely um, bloke, Pete. Very quick winger, mm. uh, right winger, and he ran a lot off me uh, on the field. I didn't get a chance to run off him off the field. <laughs> he, didn't, didn't, he never he never called he never called me up for a little was, you know, was, harmonica up on stage or anything. Vocal. You know? Did you get the, did you get the tap? Nothing. Oh, I think I could have sung up on stage, backing vocals or something. <laughs> was, he, was he a kind of dressing room uh, guitarist or any of those kind of blokes when you were playing around? You know, did they we get the guitar out at the end of a game? Do, oh, come, let's do country yeah, roads by John Denver. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're the guys who are on the fringe, and you think, right? There's a selection dilemma here. He can play, but he's, but he's. I don't know how social he is, but there's a guy who can play the guitar outstanding. Yeah. Let's choose him yeah. so he's good for the aftermatch functions. <laughs> Take him on board. Uh, it's a beautiful, shallow game, isn't it? We are going to get back to the beautiful game. I want to get these boys, give me their fearless predictions and wrap it up. Who will win? It's the big game, the Wallabies and the All Blacks. That's next. 
See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. We're heading towards uh, the semi-final, the all-important game between the Wallabies and the All Blacks. Before I get Tim Horan and Matt Burke and their call on tonight's game, just obviously need to mention it's Anybody who's played one test, anybody who's represented Australia in uh, any sport is an absolutely amazing person to me who sits and watches in awe and always dreamed of doing something. But somebody who actually did it in three different sports, I'm of course talking about the legendary Dick Thornett who passed away during the week. Uh, He represented Australia first, I think it was in uh, water polo at the Olympics, then both rugby league and of course was a wallaby. Uh, A massive loss, boys. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the, the Wallabies, I'd say tonight they'll wear black armbands for Dick Thornett and his family. He played 11 test caps for the Wallabies. He played for the Randwick Rugby Club in Sydney. Uh, had Wallaby number 465, he was. He, 1960 Olympics, Tony, you're right, water polo. And then he uh, turned to rugby in 1961 and then changed to rugby league in 1963. So... You know, you don't get too many people that play for their country in three separate sports, Berkey. Just a, uh, a great gentleman as well. And, uh, you know, whenever he was at sort of Waratahs or Wallabies, you know, he got a massive amount of respect to the guys to enjoy talking to him. So, yes, yeah, sad day. Uh, a sad loss and a great sporting family as well, the Thornet family. All right, tonight then, Eden Park, Auckland. The kickoff is 7 o'clock uh, Australian time uh, later, as we said, in New Zealand. All right, man, I need to know who wins and why. Uh, well, I've got to say Wallaby boys. I think more for the fact that what Nick said uh, a little bit earlier, the, the win in Hong Kong, the win in Brisbane. Nick Far Jones ability, you're talking about? Yep. Nick Far Jones mm-hmm. uh, and, his, um, and just stand and deliver uh, what they did in Brisbane uh, you know, a, couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, momentum, perhaps with the All Blacks, but you know, semi-final time, these cup tie games, it can be anything. I think our boys can be a five-point victors. Yeah, I think the Wallabies don't have a lot of fear anymore. They certainly respect the All Blacks as a, as a team and an organisation, but they don't have much fear anymore of the, of the All Blacks because they've beaten them two out of the last three meetings. Uh, they play against them in Super Rugby a lot. My concern, Tony, is in the centres. I mean, Adam, Adam Ashley Cooper goes back to 15 now. Uh, Anthony Fanger comes in at outside centre. You've got Pat McCabe with a crook shoulder who will probably have two or three injections before he goes on the field. Ma Nonu and also Conrad Smith will be running at his channel all day. So uh, it'll be a great match. It's a massive build-up, and let's hope it. Um, you know, there's been a big build-up for the match. Uh, you know, all World Cup. We thought this was going to be the final, and it will be the final because whoever wins this match will win the World Cup. And I say Australia by one. Australia <laughs> by one. Imagine oh. that last minute. That's frantic. Uh, oh. It'll be very tough. The All Blacks deserve to be favourites. They've got about six and a half points start with the uh, betting agency. So. Uh, the All Blacks, you know, if they do win this, they deserve to win the World I'm just Cup. interested to see if we do see the whites of Quade Cooper's eyes because if he's copped it during this tournament up to this point, how will it go from that crowd tonight when he goes? And his first contact with Richie McCaw should be special as well. Uh, it's going to be a great game. Uh, we will be watching it. Enjoy it, men. And uh, it's Wallabies by one from you, Timmy. What was your score, uh, Matt? Five, t- uh, five, Tone. Wallabies by five. There you go. There is the result. We'll confirm it next week when we join you once more in front of the final of Rugby World Cup 2011. Have a great week. Go those Wallabies. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989.